Welcome to Campfire Football. I'm Sebastian North, and this is episode 36, The Trials and Tribulations of Darren Drysdale. Basically, for those of you who don't know what happened, in short, and I'll get to the meat of it in a little bit more, in short, this referee received some verbal abuse by a player and got right in his face, squared up to him, and, you know, stuck his nose right in his face as if, you know, he wants to face off and fight. So, um, and then then gave him a yellow card. So I'll break this situation down a little bit, but also I just want to talk about where this is at. So first of all, a few episodes ago, I talked about Mike Dean and really threw him under the bus for the whole Tomic Susek red card and how VAR got themselves involved in something they shouldn't have. Overall, you know, I, I, I felt that most of the time referees, they do a pretty good job. That one, Mike Dean tossed him under the bus. Now, I do also want to mention, I do think Mike Dean may be an actual problem here because Burnley West Brom this weekend was a mess. It was a mess. It was an insane nil-nil. It was pretty fun to watch. Uh, there were chances, the, there was a red card in the 30th minute, which he missed. And then there was a handball and a penalty, which he seemed to miss. There were still lots of things that he missed that either VAR helped to correct or VAR got involved and maybe made things worse. Um, but Mike Dean clearly, clearly is a struggling Premier League referee in my opinion, right? And, and I, I'm not the only one. So I've always wondered, what about these refs in the lower leagues? Like, are these people who just can't handle the pressure at the Premier League? Do they make not enough correct calls? I don't know. I'm not sure. But the reality is it's an incredibly hard job. It is it is so, so difficult. And the, the officials clearly need to be better. I think there were some people talking about how there's not enough referees that are representing... Uh, England say it that World Cups or European Championships there aren't, there aren't as many as there used to be, if any, sometimes, and and that goes to show you that the standard has dropped, which I do actually think that has happened. The standard has dropped, but there's also another problem here: is that referees have this awful position that they're in, where for whatever reason, whether it's culture and you know, tradition, the way we've always seen referees, they are a whipping boy for everybody. And it has just gotten worse over time now that we see players able to do so much to con referees. And and I think right now that we don't have fans in the stadium to drown out the noise, it, you can hear the amount of abuse and that it's an entire bench. It's, and not just the bench players, it's also the staff and then all the players in the field. Everyone screams and goes crazy. You imagine the tension for these guys has got to get pretty high. And we never see them blow their top or, or, or overreact or do anything, which is shocking when you think about it. Um, I, I'm sometimes blown away and that referees don't go a little further. And so in Darren Drysdale's case, I was, I, you know, kind of backed the guy on this one. So first of all, I'm a big supporter of referees. As a coach, I never, ever yell at them. Some people may think that that probably not that believable, but it is 100% true. Ask anyone who has been coached by me or any of the parents who are around me or anyone else. I never, ever, ever yell at referees. It's useless. It's futile. And I've also seen situations where my team starts getting calls that I can't even explain. And I can tell that the ref is starting to just call things my way because the other coach is shouting and screaming and, and so are the players. So these are humans too, and they're going to react in certain ways. And this was an incident where we clearly got to see 
what can happen if someone actually almost crosses a line, you know, by a mile, right? I think he crossed a line, but this was he didn't he didn't get physical, which is which is really good. Now you think about this, like this gig is 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 difficult and we don't have really enough good refs. So how do we make how do we create more good refs? Well, there needs to be more people who officiate in the game for you to get a top crop. The problem is, and I see this all the time in youth sport, there's teenagers out there being screamed at by adults all over the place. You know, and what kind of incentive is that for the 20 bucks you make the game? Over the course of a season, you're just going to be like, I, I just, I'm tired of getting yelled at. And that's at 16, 17. Maybe some of these kids are pretty good at refereeing. I know a few that I know full well, you know, 14, 15-year-old boys who can ref games in their own league and do a very good job. But they also need to be protected from total, total abuse. And I, I think that if we're able to look at the professional game and see what happens on TV and think that's not right, that's at least a start. But instead, a lot of that behavior carries straight over into the youth, and then we don't have as many people want to be referees. I don't like being a referee for a lot of reasons, um, mostly because most games are boring to referee. And I found myself a lot of the time when I was refereeing just could not wait to blow the final whistle. Even though I love football, it's just refing games that were boring was atrocious. It felt like there was nothing you could do to even help or change anything. So coaching was better for me. But thank goodness there are some people who do want to ref, especially adult leagues and things like that, who I see, again, take abuse all the time. Because if they don't exist, competitive games don't mean anything. They, they have no meaning without an official that holds people accountable. That is such a crucial, crucial part of this game existing and being interesting. So we can't constantly berate these people and treat them like crap on the field to the point where they don't want to do it anymore. Or worse yet, they go and get themselves in trouble and get themselves banned or fired or whatever. So... You have to have a really thick skin to be a referee. There's no doubt about it. But what we see, what their performance requires is a certain level of calmness in all kinds of areas. And we don't expect that whatsoever from players. We don't expect that whatsoever from coaches either. And I'd like to see referees start to fight back in some way. And by fight back, I do not mean physically start to punch people and, and whatever. But I would like to see them give out more cards. Uh, there was an article in, uh, I believe, the Sunday Times where they talked about how bookings for dissent on a, on a more regular basis at the top level will start to curtail this down the line. And I, I couldn't agree more. I mean, I would like to see referees stick up for themselves and just give more cards to people who are yelling at them or trying to con them. So basically what happened, Darren Drysdale He's refing um, Ipswich against Northampton in uh, League Two. Game's nil-nil, or League One, I, I should say. Game's nil-nil, and late, late in the game, almost the 90th minute, he decides not to award what I honestly think was a penalty. I think he missed the foul, didn't call it, and then immediately the player who felt like he got fouled jumped up, started yelling at the referee. The referee stops play. And as the guy is still yelling at him, he just walks right up, squares up, gets right in his face. Very quickly, though, um, it, it, this is uh, the player's Alan Judge. 
Very quickly, though, everyone else kind of immediately got involved, and you could see that there was more a sense of concern in the other players, and, and everyone became pretty peacemaking and separated the two of them, which was good. And then he went ahead and gave Alan Judge a yellow card, and we move on. Funny enough, the sit even though the situation seemed to get diffused really quickly, the tension was still high, and the game didn't end without a sending off. This is late in extra time to another to an Ipswich player. Uh, this is Flynn Downs for, guess what? Offensive language. The crazy part about this is he got a yellow card for a tackle, said something to the referee, and then got a red card. So everyone was like, wait a minute, he didn't get a yellow card earlier. This is a second bookable offense. Or what, what's going on? And they cleared up that he actually gave a red card, a straight red, for abusive language, which obviously he probably could have used doing that just a few minutes before when uh, confronting Alan Judge instead of uh, getting right in his face, giving him a red might have been a good way to go. But he snapped in a moment. He's human. And you can see how even six minutes later when he gave a red card for something, he didn't go and get in the guy's face. This time he was just like, yeah, here's your red. So he has apologized. Darren, Darren Drysdale has apologized, which obviously. And, you know, he's been removed for a couple games. I think that's the right thing to do. A, a person in a professional position like that cannot cross that line without some kind of recourse. So I'm fine with it. But it's also got to kind of just sort of be a slap on the wrist. You're out for two games, you know, move on. Now we got to start thinking about what really we can do to protect these referees and the integrity of the rules and the game as well. Because if they honestly take less shit from people and they give more cards and don't take the antics that we see all the time, and But more importantly, that they don't take the abuse that's given to them. I think we could really start to see some changes. But the reality is we cannot place this responsibility entirely on referees. This is a holistic, global football issue. Everyone loves to blame referees. I hear it all the time. Like I said, I hear it sometimes from parents who at the end of a game will come up to me and be like, man, that ref really, really didn't help us out today. And I'm like, I don't know. I mean, there's a million other things we could talk about. I don't want to place any responsibility or blame on someone else when we've got our own things we can think about. Now, the governing bodies, they need to do more here. It's kind of like we're starting to realize that social media companies need to do something about accounts where people just go and racially abuse people and, and, and actually finding a way to shut them down. Good. Well, the governing bodies need to figure out how to do something here because they actually released a report that said that in the 2019-2020 season, there were over 70 reports of physical abuse to referees at the grassroots level. Now, that obviously does not take into account any of the verbal stuff, any of the verbal abuse. Now, it doesn't take that into account at all. So you can see how deep that goes, and it's a real problem. So the, the thing is that they also want to bring in – new sports, trainings, different things like that to try and reach different people in the game. But they also um, hope to adjust some of the rules on this for next season where there would be no longer an upper limit on a punishment for that kind of physical assault on, on referees, which I guess right now the cap's at 10 years. They're going to remove the cap on that. And I think a lot of this is going to help. It's going to give referees more probably more confidence to go ahead and, and make tough decisions at times and throw a player out just because he said something terrible or 
because it's it's persistent because players are just constantly screaming in their face. Just get rid of them. And then very quickly, players will adapt. We see how players adapt with everything very, very fast. They've adapted to a million things with VAR. They will adapt if referees start giving them cards for yelling at them and getting in their faces. Now, I think the media also has a part to play in this too. You got to give exposure to these campaigns. You've got to you've got to let maybe commentators and analysts know, look, we can talk about the referee decisions, but we are not going to go and pillory the person on here and make jokes and make fun of them because it's just going to direct the public to them, which that's not the whole point at all. Now, Darren Drysdale got charged for uh, improper conduct and removed for a couple games, so you know, that got done. But I think the good thing is that most people got a little bit of a jolt to talk about this, right? There are some interesting reactions on the talk radios, but more than anything, I've heard a lot of people really agree with how big of a hypocrisy there is that everyone loses it when this ref does this, but we see players do it to each other all the time. And then after they square up without even touching each other, they both hit the deck trying to see who can get the other one red carded. I mean, this is the kind of stuff that needs to go right? Uh, Coaches losing their minds on the sidelines, you know, jumping up and down, screaming their whole staff as well. It's like, get those people out of here. Just, just get rid of them. Just clear the bench. Just tell like all the staff you're gone. You guys have one assistant that can stay to make substitutions. People will control themselves. I think pretty quickly. Um, But the only unfortunate thing about this is that it happened in like, you know, League One, League Two, even though Darren Drysdale is now famous overnight and this this story did get a lot of traction. Imagine if this would have happened in a Premier League match or in a World Cup or a Euro or something like that. Then the conversation, I think, would have really tipped over to the edge to what do we need to, to, to realize here? Because it didn't take very long for everyone to start actually supporting the guy um, on Talk Sport Radio, I think Jamie O'Hara was talking about how, you know, he likes that a referee has something about him. And this is a guy who's done two tours in Afghanistan. He he received a refereeing award that he couldn't actually go and pick up because he was out on one of his tours at the time. And, you know, when we start to realize, you, you learn a few things about this ref's background and what he does on the side in his life. And, and all of a sudden you start to go, man, like, Who's who the hell are these players to just lose it like this all the time and force this guy to constantly have to maintain and control himself? It's a soldier. This is a soldier, and you're just verbally abusing him. At some point in his brain, he's going to go, oh, really? We'll see about that. So, you know, I, I just think this is this has been a really interesting issue to, to see. I, obviously, it's it's not something we want to have happen often or really ever. But the reality is refs take so much abuse at some point. Internally, if you feel like, yeah, good on you, ref, then you know that that means that they're kind of the little guy. They're the one who's taking the beatings and no one's sticking up for them. And so when one of them sticks up for themselves, we all see it as, yeah, that's good. goes to show you there's a change that needs to be made. So I implore any of you, if you do coach, if you do go out and watch people play, if you're, I mean, if you're in a stadium, whatever, I don't really care at that point. You've paid your admission. That's kind of what the stadium is. But if you are out at a game somewhere, especially at youth level, do not say a word to the referee. It is futile, useless, and you are more than likely going to make their performance just get worse. And this is what I worry about is that referee performances are getting worse and worse and possibly because 
all of these distractions that they're having to deal with and all this abuse. And they just don't think that clearly, right? So maybe something that we really need to think about. But I'm, I'm excited that this happened to galvanize some kind of deeper conversation about it, some change. It looks like the FA wants to take it seriously. And the more we all mention these kinds of things, the more we can see the humanity in this group of referees, these people who are doing the most thankless job in football. Let's, let's be real. It is. All right, thanks for stopping by, everybody. This has been a crazy weekend of games. The U.S. Women's National Team just started their match against Brazil in the She Believes Cup. They're, the Premier League has been pretty interesting, but uh, across the other leagues in Europe, I mean, Bayern lost this weekend. Uh, Inter Milan beat AC to go top of the table. Atleti lost. By Barcelona drew. Real Madrid won to close the gap in there. So a lot of the leagues got a little bit more interesting again. Uh, title races look like they are on in France. Lead one again, so putting the pressure on PSG, who are playing right now as I record this. And yeah, I mean, it's it's just a crazy season. I, I, I can't believe how many leagues are close, how many title races are close, how the fights for Champions League spots are just a total mess. It's, um, it's a really great year for football. At least the football is good and the narratives and everything are exciting while there's no fans in the ground because... My goodness, we need that. We need that energy back in stadiums. It, it, the football is speaking for itself well, but we just need that support. All right, everybody, happy Sunday. Hope you enjoyed this. Bye.